The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Their double fried chicken sandwiches at Fry the Coop can make you have feelings, intense feelings. The spicy butter one will make you feel happiness. Yeah, that's right, happiness. Fry the Coop, the best chicken sandwiches ever. And now the Black and Abdallah podcast. Abdallah, weeknight, six day. That's right, you just heard Bears Weekly. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah will take you up to 8 o'clock this evening. We have some football conversation for you tonight. Also, Abdallah, I wanted to start you with this. How about this? Last night, the Chicago Bulls lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder 124-104 to to kick off their NBA season. And boy, was that pathetic. Absolutely pathetic outing by the Chicago Bulls in that franchise. Here's why I'm upset today. It's because we all knew this was going to happen. In fact, Vegas told us that this team was expected to win less games than they won last year. Last year, they went 40 and 42. Vegas has their over-under win total for this upcoming season at 37 and a half. That's less than 40, Abdallah. The front office did nothing in the offseason. Torrey Craig's a nice player. You had, you had another guard. Okay, bench roll, guys. But you essentially have the same exact core, and you have the same exact pathetic output in the second half last night. At the end of the third quarter, Say Gilgis Alexander was awesome, and the lead went from three points to four points to six to eight. And then all of a sudden, next thing you look up in the, the fourth quarter, and it's a 20-point game at home to start the season. Zach Levine not playing the defense that he promised he would play at the start of last season. You have the the inability to make three-point shots. Yeah, I see it there. The Bulls shot 42 threes. Congrats. You didn't make many of them. You only made 12. You shot 28% from three. It's terrible. And then this team, after the game, you have uh, Vooch and Donovan going back and forth on the bench during the fourth quarter. And then Donovan tells the media that the players are having a players-only meeting after the game when he wanted to go in there and talk to the team. I mean, the reason I'm upset is because we know that this is not going to work, and they continue to try and tell us that continuity and keeping this group together is going to eventually prevail in the NBA. It's not. All they care about over there is getting your butts in seats at the UC, not actually trying to win. And that's why watching last night really pissed me off because this team is just not good enough. And it's they're okay with it just not being good enough. But they continue to tell us that this is the way to do it. You know what team's ready to take the next step? Oklahoma City. What we saw last night, a young, hungry team. That's a good team. So I'm sorry to be angry to start here at 7.03 as we get this show started. But, boy, that team annoyed me last night. Well, Chris, we said it last year, right? And uh, I took crap from a lot of Bulls fans saying that they wouldn't make the playoffs last year. They did not make the playoffs. Making the play-in doesn't count as making the playoffs unless you end up playing in the playoffs. Correct. Um, Also said that, where's Zach Levine? Zach Levine, I understand he had some foul trouble, but in the fourth quarter, he scored two points in the fourth quarter. The Bulls were outscored by 11 points in the fourth quarter. That's ridiculous. And I believe we also had this conversation last year. Who would you rather be right now? The Bulls or the Thunder? I think I said those exact words. Who would you rather be? The Bulls or the Thunder? Because around the trade deadline, there was an opportunity where you could punt. And you could just say, hey, guess what? This ain't it, Chief. 
Let's get rid of some of these players. Let's trade Zach. Let's trade DeMar. Let's trade Vooch. Let's get whatever we can and be in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. You know who looked pretty good last night? Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. You know, now, you know who looked better than him? Mm. Uh, who the Bulls at one point could have tanked for as well? Mm. It was Luka Doncic. Yes. Now, he, he looked be- better than Wemby, but both were going head-to-head last night. There's no guarantee that you were going to get Wembenyama, but you wanted the opportunity to, and now we see what continuity gets you. It gets you Zach Levine having two points in the fourth quarter. DeMar DeRozan, only uh, the king of the fourth, king in the fourth, whatever you want to say. That was two seasons ago now. Uh, fourth, four points in yeah. the fourth quarter uh, for your Chicago Bulls. And then, of course... The becoming the laughing stock of the league on night one by having a closed door players only meeting after night one. Like that's ridiculous. I, I didn't expect them to win yesterday's game. I had the Thunder on the money line. Not uh, expecting them to win because I like this young Thunder team. I think they're fun. I think they're energetic. I think they've got a lot of promising pieces. They have a bevy of draft picks still that they're going to be able to use at their disposal. And that's a team that I would like the Bulls to be. I want that hope. This is ridiculous. You can sell hope because we've seen it with Bulls teams in the past, right? You can sell the rise. You can sell the ascent to what you could be. You don't think Thunder fans are going to show out for this team? That's a fun team. SGA is a fun player. Like, you, you, Holmgren's a fun player finally get to, getting to start in the NBA after having to miss an entire year last year. That's a fun team, and you could have had that. You could have shipped off pieces at the trade deadline last year, but instead, you wanted to see what you could do. They went on a run late at the end of the season last year, and this is what you get. You get continuity, and you get a garbage team coming out on night one and getting blown out at home by the young upstart Thunder and now you've got players fighting. You've got coaches being kicked out of the locker room so they could talk to each other. Like, it's ridiculous. This is stuff that's supposed to happen in, like, December. February? In like January, Maybe February. February, <laughs> yeah. Like, night, the first night two one. months of the season's like, you're supposed to be easing well, into that, it. That's why it's irritating. You know, uh, Joe Cowley today in the Sun-Times wrote about how the team at training camp, they, they went away for training camp to Nashville, and then they talked about toughness. Mm-hmm. They showed zero toughness yeah. last night in the oh, fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, no effort, no fight in the fourth quarter. Uh, you also see that it's the same problems we saw from this team the last couple of years, and Patrick Williams just isn't it. He's timid. Uh, he doesn't attack the way that a, a player of his size and athletic ability should. Uh, that's just not going to work. Uh, you have to play Tory Craig those minutes because Patrick Williams is not going to get it. And I know Bulls fans are hoping and praying and wishing that he becomes a star. Oh, we need a star so badly. Please, Patrick Williams, become that star. It's not going to happen. It's not him. It, that, that, that's just the end of the story. I mean, how many times do we have to see that he's not going to get it done? Mm-hmm. And last night's frustrating. Like, listen, here on the show... We are not going to do outrage Bulls reaction every single time they lose. No. What I think was notable about last night was for those who had a slight glimmer of hope and enjoyment going into the season, you were rudely awakened and rudely told that this is the same exact crap that you've been watching at the UC the last couple of years. Same exact stuff. DeMar DeRozan looks a step slower Mm -hmm. because he's a year older. He's up there in age for this team. He scores 20 points. That's fine. 32 minutes. Zach Levine, once again, 16 points. No defense. 
None to be found from Two Zach. Two points in the fourth quarter. Two points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kobe White, we saw all kinds of great white uh, uh, write-ups about Kobe White, how he's going to take over the point guard role. Yeah, 15 points, okay. Four assists, not really much of a difference maker there. It's just it's the same exact thing that you saw last year. That's why it's frustrating. They tried to sell you something mm-hmm. that would be a cohesive unit that would take the next step. They're not going to take the next step. They'll be lucky to be in the play-in. Because everyone else in the Eastern Conference got better over the summer. That's it. That's the fact. And and unfortunately, this is how this season's going to go. You and I joked last night on the show. Can this team stay above 500 for a month? That That's what we talked about. Can by, by November the 26th, can they still be above 500 in contention in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. That was pretty pathetic last night. And the fact that there were people leaving the game early on night one at the United Center. Hopefully someone over there at the UC saw that. Maybe the Reinsdorfs. Maybe they saw that. Even the White Sox won on opening day. I yeah, mean, come Kevin, on. See, I mean, there you go. But what, what I, I think is going to be notable is that the only way this changes is if people don't go. That's again, it. Again. That's it. That's the only way we're, that thing a change is is in the air for the Chicago Bulls. They are happy with people just showing up and waiting for the Benny popcorn trick. Well, that's could, what we, it is. Um, could we also get the all-star uh, game to come back here? So that's what triggered the, uh, the change in regimes last time. Could we get the all-star game back here so we can maybe get another well, regime change? And what happened then before uh, COVID hit in uh, 2020 uh, during February in the all-star game, it was all of the other NBA execs being in town saying, man, this is such a great city. Mm-hmm. How are you guys not the mecca of the NBA? This is the spot that everyone wants to be. Yeah, it should what a be. great city. And and the anger, anger and frustration that we have comes from the fact that this should be a great franchise. Listen, there's another team that occupies that building that is going to lose a ton of games. Yeah, but there's hope. But there's hope. There's That's hope. the difference. People will still go to those games to get a glimpse at Connor Bedard, to get a glimpse at the future and what the Blackhawks are going to be building. It's the complete opposite when they cover up the ice with the hardwood and the Bulls take the floor. There is no hope for this team right now. Bob in Lake Forest, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bob? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Man, if this is not a common story, a common thread with all the Chicago sports teams right now, man, it is incredibly frustrating to see all of this horrible athleticism, everything is just going side. It's not, it's not a good situation. And I, I find it kind of odd that the White Sox had a similar personnel issue where they decided to march the same team out a year after they kind of choked on it. And lo and behold, they choked again, right? Not necessarily choked, but they stunk, right? And here we have the Bulls marching out the same personnel all over again just to have the same result. Like, is it the ownership? Is it like, why is this happening to us? Not good. Not yeah. good. It's not a fun time to watch. No. However, I am super excited about Connor Bedard. He's an exciting kid to watch. Yeah, he is. Thanks for the call, Bob. I'd say this. You know, you mentioned you thought the Thunder would win last night. If the Bulls lose a tough one late, it, it, I don't have this frustration. What I was frustrated in was that with eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, the over. game was over. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have to sub out your your starters or your finishing group at the end because the game is so far out of reach that you're putting out there Dale and Terry 
and and he's just running around wild out there. He can't play in the league, no. but for some reason he was drafted last season. So I mean that that's the thing, and and we're not going to do this after every Bulls game. It's just I thought last night's effort was absolutely pathetic from the Chicago Bulls. It's Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. We will preview the gambling weekend with our friend the Fat Jack. That's coming up next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. It's Blocking Abdallah on a Thursday night talking with you here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We're going to talk some football. But first, it's time to preview the gambling weekend with the Fat Chat. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. The best football picks. Give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. That's right. Go to his website. Sign up right now. FatJackSports.com or call 800-298-1383. Jack has been red hot. Jack, how was last weekend? Yeah, we don't always say that because we tell the truth, unlike a lot of people who will just tell you they're red hot even if they're not. But things got weird last weekend. And we do this about once a month or so on average. Six and two on Saturday, five and zero oh on Sunday, Minnesota Monday night, Liberty Tuesday night, undefeated in the NBA to start the season. We won Tuesday, we won Wednesday. And oh, by the way, I gave out Arizona to make it into the World Series in game seven against Philly. So everybody since we talked last is not just in the profit. They are deep. They think I'm bent from back to the future right now. If you waited and signed up, you think I've got some sports almanac and I'm just basically, I know the games before they end. It doesn't happen every weekend, but guys, if you sign up for the longer packages, it's about 70 bucks a week. It's not expensive to get consistent winning selections. So you roll through a 10 and six, you roll through a nine and five, and then you get to what we've had in the last two weeks, which are big, significant winning weeks, including a 12 and two weekend. That is how you build profit long-term. And it is not too late. Go to fatjacksports.com if you want to win. General public got absolutely hammered last week, especially in the NFL. But y'all, we'll, we'll wait till we get to that because they had their worst week as far as public plays go last week. Uh, they were betting on just the better team. It's going to continue, and getting signed up is more valuable now than it has ever been. I feel like we've got a uh, pros versus Joes tonight on the Bucks and the Bills. The Bills, a nine-and-a-half point favorite. A lot of the money coming in on the over, but primetime unders have been very profitable this year. The total's 43-and-a-half. Is this a, got a good opportunity to uh, go with, go against the public and go with the under here at 43 <laughs> Yeah, you're getting the majority of the bets on the over, but it's not a significant amount. I mean, you've got people just having to bet the game. You know, I mean, it's a single game uh, where you got every $50 player that really got hurt last weekend, especially on Sunday, that's trying to get off to a good start where they're still back to what they know best, which are favorites and overs. This number's moved from seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. I see it nine in some places. Um, and then, yeah, the totals continues to trend up. Not sharp, not pros versus Joes. There's not a ton of Joe, pros on the under either. Uh, but you're definitely seeing most of the money coming on the over. Eight of the last ten Tampa Bay games on the road have gone under, and six of the last seven Tampa games have gone under. We spent a lot of time talking about Buffalo's kind of 
facade that we think because they have Josh Allen, they have some weapons that they're an over team, but they're not. They're very conservative. They go under more times than not. So we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about them. It's what's Tampa going to bring. Baker Mayfield's been very clear with what he is as an NFL quarterback. If he protects the ball, if he doesn't make mistakes, he's more of a game manager, he's perfectly fine. If he goes crazy and gets outside his element or doesn't take his medication, throws a bunch of interceptions, they become a real problem. So conservative game plan going to lead toward the under. Or lean toward Buffalo. I do think they get there, but it's probably late. Better play on the under for sure tonight. Jack, the Bears surprised people last weekend with a backup quarterback, Tyson Bajan. Now they go on the road Sunday night football against a Chargers team that's desperate, and they're the favorite by uh, eight or more points. What, what do you think Bears fans should do in this situation? Should we start trusting the Bears? Can they cover on the road here? I mean, I trusted them a couple weeks ago when it was easy. Um, and I, I, I trust him a little bit with the backup quarterback. I, I, my problem is, is that with, especially with the Chargers, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. You get weapons that can score a bunch of points, and the, the Chicago Bears defense didn't all of a sudden get good. They've just got more serviceable. They're playing a little better. So I, and I don't think Chicago benefits from any type of shootout. So I, this is not a great game to bet. Eight of the last nine Chicago games on the road have gone over, and them primarily giving up a bunch of points. So. Even with the total at 46, 47, 48 in that range, I think there will be a lot of points. I think the Chargers are, are looking for a get-well spot. Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of points. Hard to cover eight, eight and a half, nine points if you don't score a bunch of points, especially from a Chargers team that typically spends most of their games inside a field goal either way. So you make me play the game. Over is the best play for sure. I lean toward Chicago plus the points simply because the Chargers are not – really equipped to run it up, uh, you know, draw off on anybody. That's just not the way they play. Their head coach has become the new favorite to be the first coach fired. So it's absolutely a win now or probably get your house for sale uh, because he will, if they lose this game, he's going to, he's going to probably be fired in my opinion. So um, uh, tough game for them to circle the wagon, go over the total in the Chicago uh, Chargers game. I feel like I ask you about this every other week, but Mike Tomlin is a home dog, 18-5-3 and three against the spread. They are a home dog, two and a half points against the Jaguars on Sunday. Is this an opportunity to take to capitalize on that and take the Steelers as the home dog? Yeah, it was 5-0 last Sunday, 6-2 and two Saturday, 5-0 and oh Sunday, and one of the winners was the Pittsburgh coming off a bye with Mike Tomlin against the Rams. And I cautioned everybody about betting general public plays. And, guys, plays with 70% of the money or more last week all lost. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Cleveland, Las Vegas, Detroit, and Green Bay all had over 70% of the bets, every single one of them lost. And it was in spots like this where you have a team that you think is going to continue doing what they're doing but you didn't know that they actually were going to do something during the bye to make them play better. Jacksonville has been inconsistent at best offensively. They, they've been more consistent lately, but this is an underplay for sure. Not scoring a bunch of points, that has not really changed. Um, and Jacksonville, much more comfortable playing more conservative, staying ahead of the chance. I'm not sure Pittsburgh's defense can get Jacksonville off the field consistently. Jacksonville's also covered five of the last five on the road. Um, and five of the last six in the series have gone under. So you make me play it. I play absolutely play the under. Uh, I haven't released the under yet, but might. Um, and, and if you make me play it, I'd probably lean toward Jacksonville. But a lot of times you'll see teams like that, guys. Coming off of a bye is not, generally speaking, a great money-making spot. It's about 50% since 2015. 
um, and 45% when they're an underdog. So we were swimming upstream last week with Pittsburgh. But there are times when teams go out, they get to reset, take a deep breath, and then they run off a few wins in a row. So I'd be a little dang, little leery about playing the side here, but under the total, absolutely the best spot in the game. Cleveland's traveling to Seattle. I think both of these teams are kind of sneaky good in this matchup. They're both 4-2. and two. Uh, The Seahawks are the favorite at home. Who do you like here, Seahawks and Browns? Yeah, what are you getting out of Cleveland's defense? You know, this number one defense in the league leading up to last week, and they gave up a ton of points. Um, nine of the last 13 Cleveland games have gone under the total. Generally speaking, they're playing great defense. If this thing stays in the 20s, Cleveland wins. If Seattle does what they've been able to do some, which is score into the 30s, they're going to they're gonna win. They're going to cover. So it's all about the Cleveland defense. Are they able to keep Seattle out of the end zone? Are they able to, if Cleveland's offense turns the ball over, not allow touchdowns out of that and just field goals? Too many variables there because you have a Cleveland defense that is very stingy. Generally speaking, it's played really well. Five of the last Seattle games have gone – five of the last six Seattle games have gone under the total. So trending under with the series, if it stays under the 40-and-a-half, Cleveland covers and probably wins. If it gets into the upper 40s, I'd lean towards Seattle minus the points. A better spot, look for – there's a couple of these big favorites, guys, mm-hmm. I think are going to show up and flex their muscle. Uh, and, and a couple of them are teams going into the bye. Teams going into a bye – are 65% cover rate since 2015. So teams like San Francisco, teams like Detroit, both took losses last week, did not play well. Um, by the way, I played against both those teams. Thank you very much. Um, they will, in this type of spot, it's human nature to want to feel good going into your buy. It's the 2015 teams before the buy covering the 65% rate. So look for teams like Detroit, like San Francisco, even if they have to go at the bat with Sam Darnold, quarterback with San Francisco, Look for both those teams to flex their muscle, play more like what we've seen earlier in the season. People jump off the bandwagon a lot of times. That's a good opportunity to get on the bandwagon. So play, I would, I would lean toward, I would stay away from Cleveland, Seattle. I would look toward teams like Detroit, like San Francisco to both cover those numbers. It's uh, the battle for New York. The Jets and the Giants play. We were on the Jets last week, I mentioned, because their defense has been playing so well. Their quarterback play, not great, but their defense has been playing really well. The Giants, a three-point, I guess, home dog. I, I, if that's home field advantage, I don't know. There might be more Jets fans there than the Giants fans. I don't know how they're going to split it up. Maybe it'll be like a soccer game where half the stadium is Jets fans, half the stadiums are Giants fans. But a low total in this game as well, 36-and-a-half. What do you think of this one? Yeah, they don't divide anything up. Everybody just shows up pissy and upset about everything. <laughs> Listen to their transistor radios and yeah. complaining about the first three and out. I mean, that's what that's what goes to these games. I'm going to do a thing for Beat the Odds on New York football uh, here in a couple of weeks. So if you watch that show, look forward to that. And I think your, your last point was where you should be if you're going to bet this game. And by the way, the problem with betting this, we talk about this, you have to watch it. And I don't know if anybody wants to watch it, but the Giants showed some signs of life last week. Eight of the last 11 Jets games have gone under the total. Five of the last New York Giants games have gone under the total. I don't know where the points will be coming from unless they're defensive turnovers. Both these quarterbacks can throw, throw interceptions no matter who plays for, for either of these teams, honestly. Um, so that would be the only way you get over are some scooping scores or some pick sixes or really, really short fields and the defense lets down for a player or two. But if you're going to have to watch it, you're going to have to bet. If you're one of those old crotchety men who's going to show up there on Sunday – 
go ahead and go under the 36. That way you're celebrating three and outs, you're celebrating punts, and you're not just totally upset by it. So under the total in the Jets-Giants game. Jack, there's two games, and to me it seems like it's the same situation. Eagles on the road at Washington, and then the uh, then you have the Chiefs on the road in Denver. Both teams, Eagles and Chiefs, are road favorites by a touchdown. Would the Am, am I... Uh, trying to be too smart by suggesting that you should probably take both home teams who are underdogs by a touchdown or more in the commanders and the Broncos. Yeah, it's never fun to do that, but we, especially when we're talking about divisional games, that's where you ha- you typically want to look or underdogs and home underdogs. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think that you're on the right side of both of those, especially when you have teams, Kansas City's the same Kansas city offense that they've been lately. Um, and if you don't score a ton of points, it's hard to cover more than a touchdown numbers. And none of the general public wants to walk up and play Denver or the Giant, or excuse me, or Washington, especially right. after how Washington looked last week. So you're getting some value just based on the fifty dollar guy. Um, and feel it doing what's. You're on the right track for sure. Divisional games, you want to think underdog. You want to think road underdog. Um, or home underdog for sure. Um, I, I, I'm on both those teams you just mentioned, so I, I definitely take the points. Another big spread with a team that absolutely dominated the Lions last week is this Ravens game here. They're nine and a half point favorite in some places. I mean, the Cardinals were feisty early and then they just kind of packed it in and said, you know what? We'll try to get the first overall pick and just be really, really bad. Can the Ravens replicate what they did last week against the Lions and just demolish another team? Yeah, there's a couple of these games that I think we'll look back after and say, boy, that was easy. And one of my selections was Baltimore last week. Everybody was talking about how Detroit, can they take that next step, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was BS. All right, that team's good. They're like Miami at this point. They're good. They're not great. So, and they're running into a little bit. They ran into a little bit of juggernaut with my with the Baltimore that had put it together between the twenties, but just weren't getting across the goal line at the end to to uh, put up some big offensive point numbers. But they're the between the twenty numbers were just fine. Um, and, and I think that probably happens here as well. Baltimore, I like them. You know, five of their last six games on the road they've covered, um, so I would lay the big number there. Um, and I, I think any time that you're playing, and the other game is that Miami or Detroit. Excuse me, the Detroit game. They're playing Las Vegas. You get good teams here playing bad teams, and I understand what Arizona's done against the number, especially early in the games. But this Baltimore team, the market is not caught up with the fact. That and I, maybe I'm biased, or maybe it's ego because I this is the team I picked to get yep. to the Super Bowl. It was big, greater than 18 to one at the time, so a long shot to get there. I felt like this team would be better offensively, and I just think that it's taken some growing pains. We've seen a little bit out of Kansas City as well, just trying to figure out their offensive identity. So if you're going to play it, definitely lay it. I would have trouble playing Arizona. Helmfield doesn't matter that much, even though Arizona has covered four of the last six at home play the points, play Baltimore. And the other one is a game exactly like that Detroit game where you're going into the bye, playing a bad team. You're going to score as many as you can, do the win by a bunch before you go into your bye. So lay the points, play Detroit as well. Jack, when we look to Saturday, there's a couple of really big games. Oregon, Utah, you have uh, Duke Louisville. You also have uh, Georgia, Florida that's going to take place on Saturday. Is there anything that catches your eye that we should be aware of for Saturday's football? Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. It's not a great spectator week on Saturday, but it's a great opportunity to make money. There's going to be a lot of plays going out. Um, I'll give you just one, and I'm, pro- I'm going to release this game. But I like Tennessee is playing Kentucky, and Kentucky's one of those teams that when they play the right matchup, all right, they play a team that doesn't score a lot of points, pretty conservative overall, that plays right into what they like to do. When they play an offense, 
that is imaginative, mixes it up, gets, gets outside the pocket, does some weird things, they typically struggle. Tennessee's covered five in a row against Kentucky. Um, they are, they're absolutely an offensive imaginative team, even though this year they've been down a little bit offensively, but their defense is better. Tennessee also 22 and three straight up their last 25 in the series. They're only giving about a field goal, maybe a little more to field goal because of not only some of the competition they played lately, because their offense has been a little bit down. But look for them to score a bunch of points. Kentucky's gone over the total for their last five. So they are giving up some points. This is not a good stylistic matchup for Kentucky. Give me Tennessee minus the points there. The other one's one of the ones you mentioned, um, Oregon and Utah. And I haven't released this game yet, but Oregon at home, guys, 19-1 and straight up their last 20 at home. It's not like they're playing – you know, sisters of the poor every single week. This team, people come into Utah and they get beat. They don't just don't not cover. They get beat straight up. This is a team, even with the back of the quarterback, even I would really, I, I like this Utah team because I felt like their quarterback from last year was going to play. Now it looks like he may redshirt, but they're still good enough to at least stay within a touchdown of Oregon. That's very good. But this Utah team, things happen when you go up there. These Mormons get crazy. They get weird, and they end up figuring out a way to outperform the market. So look for Utah and all of their you – know, it's the only stadium in the country that you're going to hear. Quarterback's got seven kids and missed practice last week for the birth of his ninth child. I mean, those are the type of things you get. These guys are men. They've got families, and they are not phased by good football teams. They understand when you come to their place – they're going to play well. So I actually think Utah outperforms the market and covers the number against Oregon. Jack's been red hot, and you got to go to his website. Sign up now, fatjacksports.com. Jack, if someone goes to your website right now to sign up, what will they receive? Yeah, check the results tab first. Uh, every play is posted and documented there. If you're one of those guys that likes to send an email, call me names. I understand all you're doing is making yourself look like the biggest idiot in the world. <laughs> We're 6-2 and two last week. Everybody gets exactly the same plays on Saturday. We're 5-0 and oh on Sunday. Everybody gets exactly the same plays. We had Minnesota on Monday. We had Liberty on Tuesday. We had uh, Last night we had a winner in the NBA on Wednesday. We are – everybody gets the same plays. They are on a 12-2 and two run, actually 15-2 and two if you add in the NBA winners. FatJackSports.com, 169 through Monday – or go through the end of the month, four ninety nine for football or five ninety nine football and basketball, and that's through the end of November. Less than a hundred dollars a week, guys, to make money betting the games all the way through November. Fatjacksports.com plays are emailed to you, they're text to your cell phone, hassle free, and they will get you into profit. Don't miss this continuation of this great run. Thank you, Jack. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Yesterday was the summer, and now we're in week eight, Abdallah, of the NFL season. Yeah. 
It's crazy because we're at like the halfway point of college football and it's like, yeah, that's it. It's just over. No, I know. There's a month month to go in college football. That's it. That's it. That's the one thing about like throughout the entire year, you you think about the football season Mm -hmm. and if you blink, you're going to miss the college football season. Yeah. Right. Like if you're too busy in September and early October, Mm -mm. like the season's over like Like that. You can't settle in at the end of October and November because it's just over. No. Uh, But here's the thing. Here on Blocking Abdal, we take football very seriously. Oh, yeah. And that's why each week, after we talk to the Fat Jack, we always go to Chauncey to get his animal picks. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man. Who was raised by the frozen tundra? It's time for Chauncey's picks with Black and O'Donnell. Each week, Chauncey joins us, and you can listen to his show, Chauncey's Great Outdoors, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings in Abdallah. Chauncey's picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming by Field Shear. Abdallah, how has Chauncey done to this point this season? Chauncey, uh, not a great week last week. Oh, no. One and two last week. That's okay. Fourth, <laughs> I can hear him growling like a bear. 14 and nine on the year. So still above 500, still making people money. 14 and nine on the year, Chauncey. Guess what? Uh, there's only one game this week, so you can. It's it's all on the line with one game. Chauncey, uh, your reaction to uh, last weekend's picks? I just want to put a bag over my face. <laughs> I listen. You go from Fat Jack to the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know that? <laughs> Come on, Chauncey. We like to have a theme with our uh, our pick yes. segments. Oh my gosh! Yes, I, I mean I watched the games and I I was like, no. No, no, what are you doing? Chelsea, you know what they say. Go with your gut. Mm-hmm. And I did it again. I changed one of them with my gut. I missed. <laughs> I made the mistake. I, gotta, I, I have to have that little angel in my ear saying, don't do that. <laughs> All right, Chauncey, here we go. One matchup this week. Animals facing off against animals. It's a bird matchup. Ravens and Cardinals. It's the only matchup in the National Football League this week with two animals. Ravens and Cardinals. What do you have? Well, you know. You look at the Cardinals and you look at the Ravens. The Ravens—they seem they're, they're a lot more organized bird. They—they're—I've told you many times in the past. They're intelligent. They're sharp. They're everything else. They're better on the fly than a Cardinal is because they have the endurance. They have a thing. Uh, so any passes they try to catch in the air, the Ravens going to be better at it than a, a Cardinal. Cardinals got a good chance of getting wiped off by when the ball hits them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's like you got to figure this whole thing out. And, and, you know, you're a little waving here and there. And I go, uh, you know what? Gut reaction. We're doing Ravens. Okay. Ravens. Ravens lock it in. Now, lock Chauncey, did you see the video today that's going around in Colorado? Uh, a hotel in Aspen had a bear that entered the hotel and was attacking people. Did you see this video no. earlier today? No. I oh, you got to check one. this out. I saw. An, I'm going to have to check that one out. I saw another one where a bear walks into this woman's home ca- cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple, and the woman yells at the bear, and as the bear backs out the door, he grabs the door and having closes the door. <laughs> like I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, oh, I don't get yelled at by this one. I mean, <laughs> well, listen, Chauncey. All, all three of us are married. I think there's yep. times where we get yelled at and we just slowly walk out of the room too. Hey, if I'm walking. breathing, 
if I'm breathing, I'm getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. You know? Cut and, your losses, uh, right? Just mm-hmm. go to the other you're room. Like, nope, you're right. <laughs> just, just go somewhere else. Up. Go somewhere else. <laughs> the last thing, real quick. Yes. Uh, since you're talking videos, did you see the video of the um, gentleman on the board, the, the surfboard paddling on the board? No. Mm-mm, no. What happened? <laughs> A whale breached right over him and came down on top of him while he had oh, no. the GoPro camera going. Oh, he, yeah, okay? I see this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching it right now. Smash! Yeah. <laughs> that's scary. Now, that's now that's not um, that's not intentional by the whale, right? I don't know. Because it wasn't like a, an orca. Like, it wasn't a killer whale. No. So, was, normally, you know, a humpback? It looked like a humpback whale. They're, 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 they're having fun, you know? Oh, okay. And also, this guy was on one of those... Um, one of those like surfboards that has like the uh, the sail on it, so he was going pretty fast. Okay, yeah. so I doubt it was on perfect. Like humpback whales are pretty like nice, right? They're pretty docile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pretty much are. Yeah, you know who's who's gonna mess with a humpback? You know, <laughs> he was okay. He got back right right back on. Not it looks me. like yeah. Chauncey, this uh, Saturday, 6 to 7 a.m., what do you have coming up on the show this week? Uh, We've got three people coming on. We have Troy Showerman, uh, who works for the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, and they just did a multi-million dollar project, not with Forest Preserve money. Most of it came from the feds, uh, connecting one of the lakes on the southeast side called Powderhorn, a marsh, and another lake wind up going back into Lake Michigan because that whole southeast side used to be one big marsh 100 years ago. And uh, they've done this, and it's, we're gonna, he's going to tell us about what good it's going to do for the environment and the community because it'll stop flooding. And then we have a couple of really cool people coming on. Um, the first one is Wayne Libera from Waterworks. And you know how everybody talks about, oh, we need to go on, on uh, fall color tours. We need to take a walk in the woods. <laughs> leaf peeping, yeah, right? Yeah. you got to go leaf yeah, peeping. We've, we've done that, yeah. yeah. Well, I love Wayne's idea. Get in your boat and go down the Illinois River. Oh. Go down this river. Go. Okay. Completely, or you know, if you want to go, you know, do the tour of Lake Geneva, launch the boat. There's so many places yeah. to enjoy fall colors from a boat. So don't put it away yet, everybody. Okay. And and then the last person at the end of the month, I'm uh, helping out the Illinois Conservation Foundation end of November with their directors hunt. It's a pheasant and chucker bird hunt down around the Springfield area, and it's a fundraising thing, and we're just, you know, going to be talking about how people can sign up and have some fun with Chauncey out in the field, and I'll point for birds, and I'll retrieve them, and I'll do all that stuff like that, you know? Nice. <laughs> Sounds great. We'll be listening on Saturday morning, okay, Chauncey? Hey, do I have to bring trick and treats for you on Tuesday? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, that'd be oh. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, treats, please. No yeah, tricks. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. no tricks. Treats. Okay. Yeah, we're Bye. both married. <laughs> Thank you. There he is. There's Chauncey. <laughs> Winners, Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's picks with Black and Abdallah. I know that deep water abyss is one of your great fears in life, Abdallah. Yeah, Could you dude. imagine being on a, a board, a, a surfboard, a paddleboard? You're out in the water. Nope. You're paddling, and then you hear, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I would see, and I would it, it's never. whales that are no. next to you that are just breathing in the. <laughs> I would never put myself in that situation. I'd be, I, I wouldn't mind do going like on a whale watching thing because then I'm on a big boat. But like, no, uh-uh. Nope. Have you ever gone whale watching? I have not. 
Oh, I have. It's so cool. Yeah, I would do that because I'm on a right big boat. They come right up next to the boat. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I've well, the gone boats like, are small, though. I've gone like the on... The wheels are bigger um, than the boats. What have I done? I've gone like on a glass-bottom boat, like on that kind of thing, like in like the Red Sea, where it's very like it can get very deep and you see all the coral and that kind of stuff. Like That's yeah. cool. And like all the fish and everything. That's cool. But I'm not... Like, I'll go snorkeling where I can see the shore. <laughs> like, like, I'm not scuba diving. No, uh-uh, not for me. Well, snorkeling's fun. Yeah. You can go pretty far out to snorkel. I got to see. I got to be able to see. See the, the, the shore. Are you, are you more afraid of the big whale or the sharks? Sharks, come on. Okay, sharks. Yeah. Not, not the big whales? Well, unless it's like I'm going to get Pinocchio'd, <laughs> like I'm not really that worried about whales. Yeah, what would you do in that situation? Do you just keep swimming inside and then hope that the mouth opens up again and you can swim out? You start punching that little hangy ball thing. Like, like you can't go bo- out the like other end, a, right? No, you'd get digested. All the stomach acids would eat you up. Right, so you have to keep swimming up front. No, you go out the top. No, I don't think those two. I don't think those are connected. You go out the. the are they connected? You go out the top. Can hole. you go out the the top? All and our then, sinuses whoa, are. There goes all of our sinuses ah! are connected. Why aren't their sinuses connected? A dog is flying out the top. <laughs> we. All right, we have a song of the night for you coming up next. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Justin Pottinger and Kevin Zipak for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdal. We'll return tomorrow night. Six day right here on ESPN. I think I scared Justin with the music, with the uh, baseball tonight chimes. I think I scared him there with that. Fives uh, are off in there. We'll, we'll, yeah, I know. We'll, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow night, uh, 6 8. All calls welcome. Friday night calls of Black and Abdal right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdal, uh, two quick notes. Uh, a. With Field Shear and the sponsor for Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Yeah. We also have a special code for those listening to the show. Mobile warming by Field Shear. Don't freeze your butt off this winter. Go to fieldshear.com and get mobile warming. It's all Bluetooth controlled. You control the temperature with your phone. They've got great stuff. ESPN25, you get 25% off the Ooh. entire site. ESPN25, gear up for the cold that's coming. Get people holiday gifts, anything you want to, fieldshear.com. ESPN 25. Uh, also, you mentioned Shea Norling has an event right now. Right now. He's uh, giving out trivia right now. Yeah, he's at Butcher's Tap in uh, Wrigleyville. It's right on the corner-ish of uh, Southport and Addison. And I'm expecting Bluck and Abdal to be there in about 20 minutes. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to go right there. I checked the trains. Let's give it half an hour. All right, so we're, we're going to go. So yeah. uh, if you're like, hey, should I go? Well, Black Abdal, we're on our way out there. We'll go see Shay. Well, yeah, no, what I'm we'll saying also is be there, we're going to go. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to go. We're going. If other people are going to go, we're going. Can we're I win go the see TV? Shay. Can I win the TV? You can't no? win. Oh, all right. well, we're good at Maybe trivia. All right, time for go. the song of the night. I want to rock! You're good at trivia. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... I'm good at trivia. Yeah. There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... I'm a great... Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we go to you two.
Why yeah. uh-huh. the hell are we listening to Vertigo <laughs> by U2? We certainly align in this idea that U2 is terrible. U2 sucks. Uh, if we take you back Sorry. to October the 26th, 2004, Apple launched a U2 special edition iPod. That's right. Do you remember that partnership between Apple and U2? They had U2 iPods that held up to 5,000 songs, and they were red with a red click wheel. Remember those iPods from back in the day? Well, I remember the commercials that featured this song. It was like the outline, and then it was like the color background, so it was like lime green or red or whatever, and then this song and like the person was dancing. So those special U2 iPods were released as an introduction to the band's new album, how to dismantle the atomic bomb. Listen, we've we've caught a lot of heat in the past for our uh, our uh, takes on U two and how we think they suck. And everyone's like, they're pi- <laughs> they're pioneers. They were they were so good. Oh come on, what they about are terrible. Maybe? What about Joshua? Yeah, they wrote Uno Dos Trace Catorce. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, you know the new hipster deal is to rave about how cool the sphere is and that U2 has a whole show in the sphere out in Las Vegas. I will say this. I would like to see a concert. It does look pretty cool. Alright, it looks cool. It does look pretty cool. The band is still lame. I can say it looks cool, but the band is lame. Here it is. I'm I'm sorry. Saying U2 sucks pretty much devalues your music opinions. (laughs) Yeah, because this is an achievement in musical art. Get out of here. This is garbage. All right. Remember those iPods that were handed out? Remember when they put a uh, whole album on my phone for no good reason? You too. It's your song of the night. Because it's time for what protest. There, there's protest. no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just close. Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.